Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan. You know, in this week's message, I preached the message about returning to the well. And many of us might be thinking of a well as a place that's already been dried up, has no purpose. Um, and maybe others who know what a well really is used for, you realize that the water has to come from the bottom and it's important to have that well. Well, when Isaac was in the times um, after his father Abraham had passed away, he had an inheritance of wells that Abraham had left them, and these were his wells. But along the journey, he encounters the Philistines, and these Philistines are intimidated by Isaac, and they're intimidated by what in the favor that he gets from the Lord. So they begin to take over the wells that were his, and they begin to claim these herdsmen as well of Gerar. The herdsmen of Gerar begin to also want to take over and take claim to what was rightfully Isaac's and Abraham's. And I just want you to know something that the Lord has been speaking to many of you and the Lord is calling you back. We've come to encourage you with the word of God that, you know, your wells have been dried up long enough. Isaac didn't have to worry about contending over a well. He didn't spend time fighting over one particular well. If there was a conflict in that one part of the well, then he would move on to the next because he knew that the Lord had his inheritance and that what God had promised Abraham and him, that he would be faithful to fulfill it. I think it's time that we begin to get back and to return to the well, the well that the Lord has already given us, the blessings that God has given us, the blessings that are ours, the ministry that is yours, the, the work and the gifts that God has given you are yours to use for his honor and his glory. But we have to first get to the well. We have to return back to that promise that he has. We got to return back to him so that God can complete the process and we have to return to the well. I pray that this week's message may bless you, that it may encourage you, and that you would share it with somebody that you know that needs to hear this um, and continue continue to seek the Lord in all that you do. Again, this is Pastor Jonathan. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. God bless you. Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 through 22. Thank you for your presence, Lord. We love you. We honor you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let your word be in us, God. Let it be in me. In the name of Jesus. The book of Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 through 22. So we're going to be reading a little bit here and there um, after we initially read through it, all of that right there. So let's read. The word of God says, and I'm reading out of the King James Version, okay? So it might be different than what's up there, but here it is. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. I'm going to start you off with verse 1 real quick. A days of Abraham and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. So there's just one little passage I wanted you to pick up, and that is Abraham. Isaac is Abraham's son, okay? So Isaac is Abraham's son. Everybody say, Isaac is Abraham's son. Abraham was the founding father. Okay, you got it. So now we're going to go into the real story, chapter uh, verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Look to your neighbor and say, the Lord blessed him. 
All right. Points of this, what I want you to pick up from this point, this passage right here, is that first of all, the word of God says that Isaac sowed, and the second thing is that the, the Lord had blessed them. So let's keep reading on verses, um, let's go to 12 through 22, uh, starting with 13. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and of a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells of which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And they had filled them with earth, also known as dirt. Here then we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched in his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of the water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names of which his father had called them, speaking of the wells. And Isaac, his servants, dug in the valley, and they found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he said, he called the name of the well Isaac, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So we called that name Sitna. And verse 22 says, And as he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he called its name Rehoboth. For, because he said, for, the now, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. You may have your seats giving glory to God. You must understand that Isaac has been instructed to go into this land. God instructs Isaac to go into the land, into the, the land of Gerar, where King Abimelech, okay? And, and here's what happens is that the, the Lord was with, I, with, with Isaac because Abraham was a blessed man. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Abraham, let me just tell you something about Abraham. Abraham plenty never had to go without because God provided everything that he needed for him. Everything that Abraham needed, everything that he wanted, God would provide. Why did he provide? Because Abraham was considered a friend of God. Abraham was considered faithful to God. Abraham was a, a, a man that, that knew and understood God's language, which means I, I'm going to give everything I have to God so that God can bless me with everything that he needs and everything that I need to be blessed with. Amen? So when I tell you that in the word of God, it says, verse 12, that Isaac sold, which means he sold. And, and it says that in the same year, a hundred times in the same year, he was blessed a hundred times more. And the Lord began to work in the kingdom of God. And you speak about blessings and financial blessings and spiritual blessings and blessings of healing. You must first sow a seed. There has to be a sowing that takes place. Hallelujah. There has to be something that comes forth, that breaks through, that comes out and says, hey, I'm going to sow in faith. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm sowing in faith. And this is what Isaac did. God said, I need you to go to the land that I promised your father, Abraham. And I need you to go into a place that's not yours right now. Someone else owns it already, but you're going to go to it because I've given you that land. I've given your father that land, and I'm giving you this land. The blessing of the Lord will be upon you when you begin to sow in the kingdom of God. For the book of Galatians chapter 6, go to your Bibles, write this down and, and paste it in there, hallelujah. The book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, hallelujah. 
When you have it, say amen. The book of Galatians, we might have it up here as well. The book of Galatians, I've entitled my message today, Return to the Well. Return to the Well. Hallelujah. The book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, be not deceived. Amen. Whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. Whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. I'm bringing you forth the word today, and I'm giving you an example of Isaac. Isaac had to be obedient unto God because God requires obedience in your life. God requires you to be obedient to him, to listen to him, and to obey him. And at the same time, God says, I need you to trust me through the process that whatever you sow, I am faithful enough no matter how many years come by, no matter how many years after the death. But your job is to sow the seed. Hallelujah. So the word of God says... Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall reap. We find ourselves in situations sometimes where it's unfavorable to us. It's unfortunate. We go through some hard times at times. We make, you know, we have to live with our decisions at times. Bad decisions, good decisions. But we know that the word of God says about the way the laws of the spiritual realm work. Whatever a man sows, he shall reap. You have to understand something that your actions have consequences. Your, your way of what, if you go and sow $100 in the kingdom of God, you have to know there's an, a consequence to that. And that consequence is that you're going to be blessed. What you don't sow and what you take back away or what you don't give to God or, or what you don't give to him in your time and, and the time that you have that you can be sacrificing to him. Whatever you don't give, you're taking away because God's plan for you is to bless you. To bless you in abundance, the word of God says, so that you may be blessed in abundance and have an everlasting, abundant life. Hallelujah. I hope I'm speaking to somebody today. I'm talking about sowing right now something in the Lord, sowing something in your spirit that I pray that will break through at the right time. And you will say, you know, I sowed for this moment right here. Hallelujah. Just like today, we stand here in this place today. We sowed back two years ago when we first started in my house. We sowed a seed that said, one of these days, God is going to put us in a bigger place. And that bigger place didn't come yet, right? We moved into a Marriott place. We said, one of these days, God's going to give us a place that's going to be a, somewhere a storefront, hallelujah. And time that we need almost understand that when God has declared something, it is to be done, hallelujah. What we have sown, we shall reap, hallelujah. And I want to encourage you today, I want you to sow with your time, sow with your finances, so with your spirit, when you get into prayer, leave it all on the line. God says, what you sow, you're going to reap. And if you sow good, I'm going to bless you like I blessed Isaac. And not only am I going to bless you like I blessed Isaac, I'm, the word of God says, and the man, verse 13, Isaac, waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. You're like, wax? What? Like, what kind of wax? Like, wax? No, it's not what it meant. The word wax in Hebrew is godal or gadol. And it's defined to grow as growing, becoming great, important, to promote, to make power.
powerful. What's, what, what God was trying to speak to us in this word is that Isaac obeyed, he sowed, he believed, and because of that, he had favor with God. So much favor that he started to become bigger than the king that was in existence. Hallelujah. So when I tell you that God has a plan for you, God is going to put you in a position, hallelujah, where everyone else around you may not receive the same favor you got because you spent some time sowing in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You spent some time on your knees sowing in prayer. Because you can't expect God to give you just results if you spent no time in prayer. You can't expect God to work if you're not sown any seed in spiritual prayer, fighting the devil, praying to God. Jubilee cannot expect to grow if we don't have prayer in our church, if we don't have fasting in our church, if we don't have belief in our church, if we don't have faithful givers and tithers in our church. We can never grow because we will reap what we sow. You want an empty harvest? Don't plant anything. Simple as that. I guarantee if you go down there to Socorro Road where all the farms are at, you tell the guys, hey, what if you don't plant one season? You, what if you just let the, whatever grows out of the land grow? What do you think is going to grow? With the real plants, they take away the, the true crop. Hallelujah. Some of us are dealing with some weeds in our life today. We've come, we've dealt with it because we've sown it. Hallelujah. But I tell, I'll tell you one thing, that God is never too far off. Hallelujah. That even in the midst of the sowing and what we've reaped at the times, God says, I am still good enough to be good in your bad. If you can tell me with verse 14, return to the well. I'm getting to a point. We're going to get into the well part here in just a bit. Verse 14 says, for he had possessions of flock, possession of herds, and a great store of servants. And the Philistines, what? They envied him. And you wonder why people look at you and say, what does he think he has? What does she think she has? What makes them better than us? Why are they always being blessed? Why do they always get that? Why does God, it seems like God only speaks to them on a, on a phone call and they only, he only hears them, but he doesn't hear us. Anytime the Lord begins to bless you, the enemy will come and it will, it will try to take away everything from what you are to receive. You see, the whole way it gets started, it, I'm not an agricultural expert, but I'll tell you the basics of the word, the word of God. It says the way it starts is you sow. And then guess what the devil does? He just planted something. So it's my job, Satan says, to go over there and snatch the seed before it grows into what it needs to grow. Because if I can catch it at an early point, cause them to do something, cause them to doubt it, then I've already done enough. I'd be like, Isaac, you must understand that it comes the price. Being blessed by God doesn't mean that everybody in the, in the world is going to be okay with you. They're not going to be all friends with you, buddy, buddy. You're going to have people that can't stand you. You're going to have people that are just around you. They're like, I just don't like being around you. Why? I don't know. I just don't like. It's not that they don't like being around you. They just don't like the conviction of being around you. They don't, like to be, they don't want to be around us because they're afraid that, that what the word of God is when it's spoken, that they're going to feel a little bad. You may not like, be liked by some other people because they'll fall, you'll fall prey to envy. You don't have to desire anything that anyone else has, guys. Listen to this. You don't have to say, I want that. 
Because God has a well for you. He has something for you that is exactly what you have been promised. And I promise you that if you stay faithful, you stay the path, you continue to sow, God will grant you what he has promised. Let's go to verse 15. The word of God says, For the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Have you ever been, you know, I won't go too personal, but I know of a situation of a young man that was told not too long ago that this young man would never amount to anything. That this young man couldn't make it because he messed up at one time. Or he does not been holy enough. Or he's not been in a situation where, where he, you know, this one person that was telling him felt that he was not worthy enough to be called a call to the, to the power and will of God. Hallelujah. But I'm here to say that no man can determine what God has for you. No man can tell you what God can do, what God can't do. It is only God that decides that. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you one thing, that that one brother should understand something, that there are Philistines in life. And these Philistines, you know, sometimes, carelessly, they want to stop up your will. The enemy uses them, and what do they do? They throw dirt in your will. What God promised you, guess what? You can't do it. More, more, more dirt. No, you, you messed up. More dirt. You can't ever be like this. More dirt. Before you know it, your, your, your well is completely full. Why? Because envious Philistines, through the work of the, the enemy, have stopped them up. I, I thought to myself, why did the Philistines close up the wells of Abraham if they have water? What did you want? 10,000 wells versus like 500. But they didn't want it because they were Abraham's. Because after Abraham came Isaac, and this part of Abraham will destroy it, will put dirt, hallelujah. Let me share with you that many of our wells, hallelujah, have been covered for some time. Maybe some Philistines have put you down in your life, hallelujah. Maybe some Philistines have told you that you cannot do what God has already told you you could do. Maybe some Philistines have told you, I don't believe in your dream. You don't have to believe in my dream for God to validate it. Hallelujah. You just have to know that whatever God is doing, you cannot be on the level to understand at this point. You don't know what God is doing in my life. Don't try to figure it out. If you are stuck in a situation where you're worried more about what I'm doing than what you're doing, you got it all backwards. But many of our wells are covered. The enemy has used distractions and reminders of where he, we have failed. And, and with every failure is a, a shovel of dirt. And then with every accusation is a shovel of dirt. And with every, you know, I don't believe in you and you're not real and you guys just play church at times. And, and, and you know, it's no big deal as to what you do in the kingdom of God. You, you can say whatever you want to say. This church will continue to move forward. We would rather have you with us, but if you're not with us, then get out of the way because you're against us. Hallelujah. Step out of the way. Let God do what he wants to do in this place. Because behind you, those who are the Philistines' representation, behind the Philistines are people that need to know the truth. 
But if the devil can discourage you, if he can make you feel like your ministry is worthless, if he can come and throw out every accusation he has, if he can come and bring something to you to discredit you in that, that way that you doubt already, he's already accomplished what he wanted to do. Amen. Everywhere for a rekindling of the feeling that we once felt with God. We, we, we've been, we search and we search for the breakthrough moment, Brother Lorenzo. We search for that, I want to go to camp again so I can feel that just that connection, hallelujah. What stops the, camp, the connection in camp and the connection here? It's your desire. It's your hungerness, hallelujah. It's your sowing saying, my, I'm going to sow that. I, I don't have much to give, but I'll give everything to Christ in prayer right now because I know he is going to come through for me, hallelujah. I know that there is a well, he says, that belongs to me. And when I get to the well, give me a shovel. I'm going to start undigging some dirt, hallelujah. You can help me or get out of my way because you're gonna, only going to hold me back. But you cannot prevent the inevitable, and that's that that well will be uncovered. That is that well that God chooses to use is going to be used for a greater purpose. I hope I'm encouraging someone today, hallelujah, who thought that their days have been over, who thought that their time was done. Maybe there's someone that doesn't know the Lord, hallelujah, and you thought that God gave up on you and life is nothing. Let me tell you today that in Christ, there is a life that brings joy and abundance of life. But we want to get back to the flame. Because some of us, let's just be completely honest, we make mistakes and we sow things that we shouldn't and we reap them. I'm not just talking financially, I'm talking also spiritually. You can be sitting here in church and be completely dead, needing a rekindling. Why? Because you haven't sown any seed. There's no seed in you. There's nothing to keep to grow new. Because everything that you had planted, the field that God gave to you, you said, I, I don't have any seed to give, so I'm not going to plant anything. And weeds have grown in your field. And then we go and look for some water in the well. And these wells are all clogged, you know, they're all clogged up and they're all filled with dirt. Or you have people that criticize you. And they, and you know, they criticize the work that God is doing in you. They don't like to hear that you're doing better. They would rather hear you say, man, I can't get a break. And then they're, the little inside of them, the enemy's working. They're like, oh, I just love to hear that. Haters used by the enemy. Philistines. But can I share with you that it's time to come out and to uncover some wells that God promised you. It's time to uncover something. It's time to spend some time in prayer. It's time to say, God, I need that water running over like a fountain inside my spirit. Hallelujah. I need to get back to the well where I first gave you my life. Get back to the well where I first committed. Take me back to the old landmark. Hallelujah. Where I'll make a new commitment and be new and restored with you. Hallelujah. 
I've come to encourage you by the spoken word of God. Those wells have been dried long enough. They've been, they've been full of dirt long enough. You need to get out. You need to tell the devil it's done. Get out of the way. Give me a shovel. And you know what? Actually, you start digging the mess you made. Um, get out of my way. You start fixing what you messed up. And that happens through your prayer, by sowing into the kingdom of God, and by being obedient. You have to be obedient, you have to sow, and you have to believe. It's because sometimes it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget in life the value that God has placed upon your life. It's easy to forget it. It's so easy to get caught up in everything that you forget who you are in the process. But I hope to awaken, I hope to wake someone up, some Isaacs in the church, hallelujah, that said, hey, if it belonged to Abraham, if it belonged to my dad, if the blessing belonged to my grandfather, if the blessing belonged to people that I'd served God, then it belongs to me. And I'm going to claim what's rightfully mine. Hallelujah. If there is a ministry that's been birthed in your life, then reclaim it. Get back into the things of God. Get back into sowing. Ask God to take you to the well and return to the well and clean it out. Because God is about to restore everything that you've lost. You have to believe it. You might say, you're crazy, Pastor. You believe some crazy things. That's okay. Because if you don't believe, you don't plant. <laughs> if you say, I don't believe, you don't, you don't plant any seed. If you think I'm crazy, you're like, well, I don't mind planting any seed. God gave me some seed right here, but I'm, not, I'm just going to let the birds eat it. I'm, while you're there growing your farm, uh, Pastor, and I'm watching like, what's going on? How come he gets to be blessed? God's like, hello, you have seed, plant it. Has he not given us the word of God? <laughs> Has he not said, spend time in prayer with me? You have seed. Sow the seed. Return to the well. Hallelujah. What God has given you, it's yours. And it's time to return to a well where the blessings that are to, are your, have your name on it, they're completely yours. Don't be distracted by the fact that we lost an Abraham along the way. And I'm speaking in a metaphorically sense where you may, you may have had some things that happened along the line that maybe somebody forgot the covenant that God made with you. But if he made it with you, he's faithful to fulfill it because he's an all-time God, an eternal God. He's a yesterday God. He's a current God, today God, and he's a future God. Hallelujah. And oh, the best part about it, he is a to-come God. Hallelujah. Look, you gotta be, you gotta, you just gotta hang in there with me. I love to get excited about the things of God. That's why one of the things that I love to do, and I've told God, I, I thank you for it, is I love to bring forth the word because I'm so passionate about it that I, I love to do what I love to do, and that is bring forth the word because I know that God is is speaking, and I want to be a part of anything that God is doing. From us, so Abimelech's now saying, Isaac, you're too much for us, Sister Becca. You're you're too blessed for us. You're, you're just too much. You're just too much. Get back. Get out of my land. I don't want you here because you know you're just too great. The Word of God says, "Go from us, for thou art mightier than we." Here is the king of the uh, of the Philistines, a king. Okay, Isaac's not a king. Okay, Isaac wasn't a king, and Abraham wasn't a king. Here is the king of the land saying, "Dude." You got to go, okay, because you're getting bigger than us. 
we don't want you in our land because you're just, you're getting more rich, you're getting more money and more wealthier than us. You're, I don't know how you're doing it, but you're becoming more successful than us. We don't need to be reminded of how successful we're not. This is what the Philistines are thinking. So they said, Isaac, get out of here. Go. Leave. Because they couldn't handle the great rise in favor of the blessing. Because of the Lord, Isaac was becoming great and a powerful man. And, and I will tell you this, when you come in to be, and you, when you have favor, you're going to lose some people along the way. I've always said this, and I'll continue to share this. You'll lose boyfriends, people that said friends, family. Uh, you'll lose uh, best friends. You'll lose people that said, I'll be there with you to the end. And then the first ones that walk out the door. I'll be with you, pastor. I'll be with you, sister. I'll be with you, brother. And in the moment that things happen and gets a little rough, that you know, a disagreement happens, boom. There's a price. When God calls you, there's a price. And it's not like God's trying to, to penalize you. Just there's some friends that won't understand your calling. You know, you're there pouring out your heart to them, telling them about your dream. Move that person out of your life. <laughs> you can be still friends, but don't be a best friend. I'll tell you that. You're telling them your, your, your vision. You're telling them a desire, your purpose. And they're like, oh, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Hey, so, um, you know, God has been moving in my life. <laughs> Sound familiar? We've all been there. But they won't understand how the Lord continues to bless you, even though you, that you continue to fail and you have failed. They'll be like, how does he still be blessed? How can she still be blessed? They don't understand favor. But most importantly, they won't understand that what we sow, we will reap. The closer we are to our well that belongs to us, where God's allowed to put water and puts water into it, the closer we are to that and sowing in that, the more blessings flow. But most importantly, they won't know your calling because they won't recognize it that it's already been written. Just like sometimes they don't recognize it in themselves. Amen? Go to verse 17, first lady, please. So here's what happens. So Isaac goes from... From the area. So you remember that we read the story, right? He goes to one area where there's some wells, and they're like, hey, that's my well. <laughs> what do you mean that's my well? My dad gave it to me. That's my dad's. No, 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 no. That's mine. So then he's like, okay, let's keep moving. Then he goes and digs again. He goes and digs up this whole well. Okay, he's doing all the work, by the way, him and his servants. And when they dug in the days of Abraham, the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And, and as he continues to go through them, the herdmen of Gerar, who ever felt anyone give you a hard time? You have a blessing and you go and they're like, yeah, I'm not too excited about your blessing. I'm not too excited about where you're going. Oh, that's great. That's great that you said all that. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to be, you know, you want to sing? Oh, you want to play in this? Oh, cool. Cool. Right? Keep on moving. Because <laughs> that's what Isaac did. He said, all right, you, okay, I know this is my dad's well. The one before that was my dad's well. And this is, I mean, oh, well, you know what? 
Don't worry. My dad had plenty of wells. And if God promised my dad all these wells, then he's going to give them to me. Right? Verse 21, and they dug another well or digged another well, and they strove for that also, and he called it named Sitna. Each time that Isaac came around there was to get rid of his, what was his, his blessing, there was an enemy or there was somebody in front to confront him about it. Here's what I want you to understand, that as you, become to, you start becoming blessed, the enemy will place things in your way that you have to remove. He'll place distractions. He'll place sufferings. He'll place struggles. He'll place people. He'll place everything he can in your way to say, no, 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 no. Don't go to that well. Don't use that well. Don't, you, you, you can't have any of these wells. In other words, you can't have the blessing that God has for you. But Isaac knew. Isaac's like, you're going to fight me over this? Okay, fine, fight me. I'll go find another place because I'm not going to fight. Although Isaac could have simply taken what was his, he didn't. At that moment, he said, and I'm getting somewhere with this. Instead of worrying about all the little small details of, 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 of a little small well here, a little small well there, he's like, now, nah, come on, keep moving. God's got something better. Come on, keep moving to a problem. God's going to overcome that problem. I have a need. That's okay. God's going to have it. This is what Isaac was saying. He didn't sit there and say, you know, I want to go back to the well, but this is a small well, but they're fighting me. I'm going to fight them back for it. No, he said, come on, just keep walking. They can have that well. God's got something better. If we can, as children of God can take that mentality that when the enemy comes and brings a problem, you're like, God's going to overcome it. God's going to overcome in my problem. God's an, a way maker, a miracle worker. Amen. He can do it. He can do the impossible. I know God's got it in his hands. Amen. If we can learn anything from Isaac is that he knew his promise that his dad had been promised and the covenant still remained with Isaac. You see, when Abraham and God made a, God made a covenant to Abraham, it wasn't just to Abraham. It was to all the people that followed after Abraham. And Isaac knew the commitment and said, if God promised my dad and took care of my dad, he's going to take care of me. I'm not going to spend time fighting over worthless fights, over worthless quarrels, over worthless things. I'm going to keep moving on. You can sit there and you can still try to fight with me. You can sit there and try to argue about my things, about why I'm being used or why I'm not good enough to be used or why, why I'm not moving forward in my ministry. I'm going to keep on walking. Amen? Because he knew to stand on the promise of God in all the things and trust the Lord. Man, that's got to be the hardest thing is trusting God when you cannot see the physical manifestation of God working right before you. You're praying for a car. Your car breaks down. You have no vehicle. Your car's out there all destroyed. And you're like, you want me to have faith? God's going to give me another car. Is it? But if God promised you a well, he's faithful to give it to you. Your job is to keep on walking. I'm going to keep walking, praising God. Thank you, God, for the broken down car that's outside of my house. Thank you, God, for what I don't have today, God. Because I know one day when I return to the well, when I get back to the well that is mine, I know that everything I need will be found in that well. And everything that I have sown, hallelujah, will be inside of that well. And it will be everything that I needed because I sowed. Verse 22, first lady, please. 
It says, and he removed from thence, from that area, and dug and, and digged another well. And for that, they strove not. In other words, they said, you can have that well. <laughs> little did they know, right? That little does the enemy know that everything that he's trying to take away from you, God has something bigger and greater. Yeah. That once you get to that well, it's like, oh, you thought you had my most important well. Check this well out. <laughs> this is a hooked up well by God. So he dug another well, and he strove not, and they called it Rehoboth, and said, for now, who? The Lord has made room for us. What does that mean? The Lord has made room for us. Which means everything that Isaac needed got expanded. If that well was a simple, skinny little well, God expanded it. He made room for it. He blessed it. He produced it. He multiplied it. He gave it an abundance the way we've been talking about today. He, you know what? Wasn't it, what did it say right after that? And we shall be fruitful in the land. You will overcome your struggles if you sow in Jesus. You will overcome your problems if you go to God. You will overcome it if you believe, if you obey God. If you want to be financially free, start sowing in the kingdom of God with your finances. If you need a miracle in your life, start sowing in prayer over the miracle. Hallelujah. If you need a vehicle, start sowing in prayer. Get into prayer. Hallelujah. Get into the word of God where it says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory hallelujah this is what the word of god does it transforms you it, won't he do it won't god work in it there will be a time when god will come through yes. trust the lord and then he says we shall be fruitful in the land it has not happened to you you get this get this you got to catch this he does not say we are fruitful now he says we shall be fruitful in the land he is already declaring that that already he's going to be fruitful he is declaring that already all the problems, all the struggles have not been able to that have tried to hold him back that he is still going to persevere that he is still going to be a blessed man, that he is still going to be a servant of God, that he is still going to obey God because he wants to be fruitful in the land. Your blessing is attached to your obedience. Your obedience is attached to the word, hallelujah. And the word is attached to the God that we serve, hallelujah. When you're obedient to the word, you're obedient to God. When you're obedient to God, you sow good seed. When you sow good seed, God says, I'm going to give back to you a hundredfold more than you've ever had. We shall be fruitful in the land. I hope, you, I hope you grasp this. this is, I hope you're grasping this because I need someone to walk out of here and guard that seed that God has given him and said, no matter come, the, the, the gates of hell will not prevail against God. And no matter what I've gone, God, I'm going through, we shall overcome. And I already declare because I know my God to be a faithful God that we are going to overcome. And what we have lost that the enemy has taken, God is going to give it back to us a hundred times stronger and better and greater. And he's going to expand our territory so that we can receive what is ours. So he's ready for you to return. 
He says, just get to the well. Find the place where you first fell in love with God. Where prayer was a necessity in your life. Where you're like, I can't sleep. Where every day I spoke to God, I cried to him. Because what God has promised you over your life has now come and it's going to come and it's going to be. And it is now your time to understand that what you have sown, God says, I am going to take it and I'm going to make it something great. But do you believe or have you encountered Philistines along the way that have discouraged you? That have covered up and try to try to make your light not shine so bright anymore. Because if you let yourself be held back by them, you'll never get to the well that we need to get to. Amen? Does not the word of God say the battle is not ours, but it is God's? You have a promise of a calling. Or you have a prophecy that's been spoken over your life. Or you have gifts. You have blessings. You have favor. It's yours. So let us all stand. I didn't speak this word to, to lift something up for charity or anything like that. My interest in talking about sewing isn't to get someone to, do, to give $100 extra and all that. But I do want you to understand something. We just read that my Bible says in Galatians, whatever you sow, you will reap. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. I want you to just think about in your life things that have been an obstacle for you. I want you to think about anything that has been in your way that has stopped you. That problem that does not allow you to take the next level in your walk with God. Because believe it or not, Isaac faced this 20, 21, 26. The difference was... That even though Isaac faced the same giants and demons and spirits that his prior, um, you know, family did, he didn't waste time with them. He didn't waste time. Don't waste time with things that don't bring value to God. Don't spin your wheels trying to figure it out by yourself when you know that the only way you can do it is through him. He is a provider. He is our provider. I believe that God has spoken to you today. For those of you who have been watching, God has been speaking to you as well. I believe that when you get to the well, you'll get to your blessing. But to get to the well, you got to be reminded of what you once were in Christ to get back to a point where God can mold you, where he can work with you.